St. Louis Live with Travis Terrell, Chris Denman, and Michael Gaines. Yo, train drop the verse. It's going down, face of Black Street. Good morning, St. Louis. You are now tuned in to St. Louis Live. Huge first hour. If you missed it, it's up for podcasts. Shortly available on We Are Live's podcast feed. Subscribe, leave a nice review. Say hello. You can also say hello by texting in and calling in at 314 Eight eight zero zero eight zero. I sw- I almost give out my cell phone every. <laughs> it's gonna happen one day, and I'm looking day. forward to it. Just tell everybody Chris is to podcast have a slow, that day. Oh man, it's gonna be Chris. We like a slow move in Chris's day. He's gonna be a little bit behind. Didn't get his coffee, and he's gonna stumble in here and just completely blurt out to the world or the thirteen people that listen in the morning your phone number. I'm excited for that opportunity to happen finally. <laughs> that's gonna be great. That's, that's big on your agenda. Woo! Huh? Uh, again, uh, <clears throat> check out that first hour online through podcast. If you're uh, listening and you're not uh, a fan of the AM crackle, which some, uh, so many people do like, you can always stream it online. We are live radio.com and uh, big news from the, uh, from the control room. Oh boy. Peyton does have the Larry Connor. Oh, does drop. he really? Yeah. We just heard it. <laughs> Felt like felt like a bull hitting me. Thanks, Larry. I could not. I couldn't get it out of my chest. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how he didn't win the Pulitzer that day. I'm still trying to figure that one out. That was a moment in St. Louis media history that isn't like I want to go to the city museum and there should be a Larry Connors exhibit specifically of that segment because that's where uh, Julius Hunter wasn't taking that. Mm-hmm. All right, Zipra Zipra so ain't funny. taking that. That's right. Mike Bush ain't stepping up and taking that. Trey Wingo, congrats on the ESPN mm-hmm. career. Malcolm Briggs ain't taking that. I filmed like a TV short with Zipra Zippa. Really? What'd you do? It was for like the St. Vincent de Paul Society, and I was like carrying around they equipment like, all day with them. Like, Young man, you were disciplined for eating the food that was donated. Your I was, thoughts? I was literally like a freshman in high school, I think. <laughs> Would it be funny if he did rip on you? Were you chubby at the time? No, actually not. I was pretty Damn. good looking back then. No, you're you're great now. You're great now. There should be I just want I just want a world where a local newsman says uh, this they kid doesn't need anything donated. They even had me jump on a small trampoline, so they weren't even worried about me breaking that. Christ. Right. I wonder if there's footage of that somewhere. I hope it's not. <laughs> it was that's terrible. That's, I'm going to need to see that. Your mom, so I'm sure, bad. has it taped. No, because... She didn't pay I, the like fee to get it sent to her? I don't even know <laughs> if it even made the air. I mean, it was awful. I was working at Joya's Deli for the summer, and instead of working there one Saturday, they were like, hey, we're good friends with Zipper Zuppa, and you go carry equipment for them all day. By the way, who says that out loud? And I'm sure Zip's a nice guy, but no one goes, hey, Zipper Zipper. Buddy, <laughs> I don't know. he had some pull back in the day. He okay. did. He don't did. Be, don't be tossing rocks as we uh, work our little AM morning show. I know. Zipper Zipper's like, let's yeah. see you hold like, down St. Louis media for yeah. ten years. And you, you think you'll be getting mentioned on some worthless show? <laughs> ten point. years after somebody uh, worked with you. <laughs> hey, we've got uh, the MVTs. We hit on Trump in the first hour and his. Uh, Propensity to share information that's deemed classified. <laughs> Propensity uh, to share information he, that's he, very he has, well played. He, it's habitual at this point. <laughs> so that's what you have to say. Um, well, let's get into this. Big news out, oh. of, out of Columbia, Missouri, via, 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 via East St. Louis, Missouri. Travis, what's your MVT? Well, I sat up here yesterday. You all looked at me creepingly as I was essentially hovering over a 17-year-old's Twitter account because I wanted to see what the big news was going to be. Michael Porter Jr., of see course. what another 17-year-old was doing. <clears throat> that's not here or there, Gaines. Let's not get caught up in the details it's of illegal this all. Colorado. But that's very – look, look, he has a Twitter account. It's open to the public. What do you expect me to do? And he, the other night, went on Twitter and said, big announcement coming, uh, alluding to some big news. Now, we alluded to yesterday on the show, it was either going to be his brother, Jonte Porter, who's in the top 40 – uh, and ESPN and Rivals.com high school players in the country was going to essentially reclassify and go to Mizzou. Or we thought maybe Jeremiah Tillman, the young man out of East St. Louis who, who dropped his commit to Illinois and reopened his recruiting process. 
and in hopes that the Mizzou Tigers would be the team that signed him. And sure enough, as often on this show, I predicted it correctly. And great news, Columbia, Missouri, and all Mizzou fans everywhere. Jeremiah Tillman, all 6'10", 230 pounds of him, is heading down to Columbia this fall to join your Mizzou Tigers. A big get, another big get for Conzo Martin and the Missouri Tigers. This program in his first year, he's already catapulted Mizzou's recruiting class from 23 to 6. 23 to 6. Third in the SEC. Third in the SEC. It's saying a lot behind Kentucky and Florida, of course. Alabama. Bama's. Oh, my goodness. The, Mizzou has a better class than Florida? Mm-hmm. Get out of here. How about them? Apples? I think they're returning a lot. Nice. So here you are, the Missouri Tigers. A lot of people were wondering what type of effect Michael Porter Jr. signing with the Missouri Tigers would have. I think we're kind of seeing some early returns on what a star. Michael Porter is and what he can draw as far as other athletes, other great talent from around the country and joining him, even if it is for one year at the University of Missouri. I think this is a big get. I understand Illinois fans are salty today and now they're all of a sudden questioning the transcript of one Jeremiah Tillman and people are bringing up games where he threw a tenter tantrum and he got a tech. Oh my God, a 16, 17 year old got a tech in a high school basketball game. I love the saltiness. I think more than anything, I enjoy the saltiness. I love the idea that now you ruffled the feathers. Conzo Martin has come in and ruffled the feathers of KU fans and Illinois fans. That's what I want out of my Mizzou basketball coach. I want a guy that comes in and says, I don't care about your blue blood history. I don't care about your chief Illini. It's about the Mizzou Tigers. And M-I-Z-Z-O-U is back. (laughs) Should solve all the university's issues. It is done. Race relations will be strong. Uh, enrollment will increase. 7% drop expected as they look to they, eliminate 100 jobs. They are. And, and and I tell you what, the good folks down in Jeff City are certainly not doing Mizzou any favors at all as well. So, yeah, the Missouri, uh, the university has, themselves are going through another transition. <laughs> Shocking there. But I tell you what, Barry Odom and Conzo Martin got their houses in order. And here's the thing. When Conzo Martin... Their four-story house is probably... Well, here's the thing. Barry Odom and Conzo Martin, with them getting their houses in order, Mizzou as a university gets into some order. Because whether we like to admit it or not, success in athletic programs drive enrollment. 100%. So it's... I know we sit up here and say, why are we paying these coaches a lot? And that kind of does get astronomical sometimes. But if Mizzou wants to turn around that enrollment... And Chris is right. That's a 7% drop, and that's that's deep. 7% drop in enrollment is a lot. There's a lot of students not showing up to your campus in the next couple of years. In order to turn that around, as trivial as it may sound to a lot of folks out there listening, a lot of academics out there listening, the success of the Mizzou football program and basketball program will be the one of the biggest driving forces to the turnaround of enrollment at the University of Missouri. So, if you're looking at overall effect, I know we joked about it yesterday that this will have a drastic effect on Mizzou's football program and enrollment. <laughs> oh, but it will. So this is a big gift for Mizzou as a basketball program. Jeremiah Tillman, East St. Louis guy, Conzo, East St. Louis guy. I said this to a couple of my high school buddies who are coaches here in the St. Louis area. Conzo certainly sent a message, I thought, to Champagne, letting them know that we're going to compete for the, your guys as well. Conzo's an East St. Louis he's guy. He's an East St. Louis guy. He's one of the big reasons why Mizzou really, really wanted him was his ability to grow on the other side of that bridge, going to Belleville, going to East St., going to every rural part of Illinois and challenge those great basketball players to come to Mizzou and go after Illinois' guys. I think this is one of those moves. I think in the same fashion, Gordon going to slew was a shot across the bow at Mizzou. I think this is a shot across the bow to Illinois by bringing in Tillman. This is a, now, a lot of, now, Tillman's play has dropped off a bit, and it's going to be interesting to see how he adjusts to the next level. A lot of scouts aren't sure how well he's going to project at the next level. But Do they project to him to be a two-, three-year player? I, I, I don't, at this moment, I don't see him being a one-and-done. I see him at least getting you get a guy two like that, years under his he belt. Go, maybe he's... Wise and plays three. Maybe it's one of those crazy instances where he gets three or four years in. But again, he is six ten, and so that goes a long way for yeah. a lot of NBA scouts. So sure. again, if he's able to show that he's a strong passing big man that he can handle himself on the block, 
I, I wouldn't be the one to tell him not to go pro after his first year, especially when he's the frame that he is coming along with the hype that he comes along with. But I think this is a big move for Conzo, again, showing that he's going to hold down not only the state of Missouri, but he has no problem crossing that Stan Musial Bridge and causing havoc for the Illini. I think this is a, a win-win for Mizzou. And a lot of people are saying, well, yeah, Mizzou may make it to the 32 or maybe the Sweet 16. I don't think people have been watching Mizzou basketball the last three to four years. That is quite all right with us. I don't think Mizzou fans are anticipating a Final Four run. It would be great, but if you, if you follow Mizzou sports for as long as you have, it, there's an understanding. We ain't Duke. Make some noise. We ain't Kentucky. Make we, some noise in the SEC. Yes. Get a couple wins in the tournament. Absolutely. Challenge some games yeah, that you, you never go. thought you'd be in. With all this talent, you yep. might as well. Mike Lee's Space Bar checking in. I see the drop in enrollment as a plus. That MU bookstore used to be an absolute cluster trying to get my books on the first <laughs> Very day. Very true. <laughs> I know it well. Oh, boy. That was, oh, man. Imagine the Galleria three days before Christmas. Multiply that times 10. That is the first day of students getting books at Mizzou. So do you see this, Gaines? You're, uh, you're a big fan of uh, Mizzou sports, especially over SLU uh, in basketball. <laughs> do, you, do you see this as uh, as... As an exciting – now imagine if they would have got Tillman and Knox. What would that have been? Okay, they've gotten, if they had gotten Porter, Tillman, Knox, plus C.J. Roberts. Oh, man. And then, oh, and then John Terry Classify, you're looking at a – your series looking at a Fab 5 2.0. That's what you would have been looking at. But you know, that's Gaines, not, how do you feel about this Tillman, uh, Tillman get from Mizzou from your perspective of, as, a, as a mainly a SLU fan? But you, you pay attention to everything. I think it's exciting for one year – and then I don't really know what the impact is for, let's say, five years. Isn't that college basketball, though, now today? I think college basketball is such a year-to-year thing, though. I think knowing with the one-and-done rule, knowing that programs like Duke and Kentucky are fully embracing the one-and-dones, I feel like that's the nature of today's beast. Like, you are a year-by-year team. You're not necessarily building for four to five years. You're building for one to two. And, and I think that's what Mizzou is paying for. Mizzou knows that they're not a program that you can incrementally build. If you can get that one shot, if you can have that opportunity to get to Don't the Elite Don't miss a chance to blow there this you opportunity. Go. Hit him. Hit him. The philosopher, Eminem, yeah. certainly with the strong words. I mean, there's a lot of teams out there that don't do it that way, though. How successful have they been? I think if you look Butler, at Villanova recently. VCU, Wisconsin. Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Gonzaga just finally made it to the Final Four Oregon this past, the past year. six, seven years. Yeah. Oregon finally just made it to the Final Four for the first time in their but program. But a bunch history. of deep runs. They've had, uh, I think this was their first Sweet 16 run in almost 20 years. Uh, do you want to bet on that? I would bet Chris's hairpiece. Um, they beat SLU in the round of 32 three years ago so. to go to the Sweet 16. So that's two sweet, sweet 16 appearances in how many years? I mean, we could really look at it, but I, I'm but pretty I'm sure saying, Dana Allman's got them to a few Sweet 16s since he's been there. You're, so, you're, so what's the question then? As a program like the University of Missouri, what's You should the be able to get three and four stars that stay at your school for Absolutely. four years that can create a program that goes to the tournament every single sure. year. Sure, I think that's the objective of every college basketball coach. But are you telling me when you have an opportunity to get a four- and five-star athlete, you don't take the chance, even if it's a one-and-done? No. Okay, so the, the the first question was, what does this mean for Zoo? I said it's really exciting for this upcoming year. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it means for the next five years. I, I agree. I think you can also say that about every program. Like I said, we're in I, the... That's what I'm trying to like. I disagree with that. Like you look at Xavier, you look at Butler, you look at Creighton, you look at Oregon, uh, Wisconsin in the Big Ten, Michigan. These these guys get players that stay there for an extended period of time, and they make tournament runs once every four or five years, and make the tournament every single year. And you can still do that. I think you. I think Mizzou. I don't think Mizzou is going to turn a blind eye to the idea of being able to build a perennial powerhouse of the next three four or five years i think though being able to bring in a guy like tillman to be able to bring in a guy like a cj roberts or keep cj roberts when you have this type of talent out there when you can bring them into your program you bring them in and then you hope by having some success having these guys come into your program and have success that 
the, the fallout will be other three, four, five-star players see this and then begin to matriculate to your program. Mizzou hasn't been a hotbed for four- and five-star talent. This is the first time, as, as far as I can remember, Mizzou having multiple multiple four-star talents on one roster. Agreed. That's why I, I like what what Conzo's doing this year I don't think is sustainable, so I'm interested to see what happens when the perfect storm doesn't happen and you're able to hire an assistant coach who's the, the father of two so, five-star recruits. That's fair. That's a fair assessment. You have to you have to build on it. You have to get guys that'll come, like a Tillman, that'll come for two or three years that get better. So you take advantage of Porter hitting up these one-and-dones, but maybe they're not all one-and-dones. So then, obviously, there's one... Because these kids are talking to each other. There's a, Tillman isn't a Mizzou God, he's not. He didn't come to Mizzou because he loves Mizzou. He didn't have an Anthony Peeler jersey hanging in his uh, from his ceiling. Sure. I, I, I get that. So what you have to do is establish some sort of a system where it's like, okay, well, we had Porter Jr. Maybe you're going to get lucky here and there, but then you have these guys that come in that maybe Porter makes a big enough of a splash that a guy like Tillman will be there for two years and he can go talk to these other guys and maybe you set up kind of, and if and a lot again winning cures everything oh absolutely as well i mean you'll have people saying oh, i wouldn't mind going to Mizzou that would maybe be thinking about somewhere well, that's, else and that's the next question okay. is martin's coaching ability now and that's a fair and that's and because I think that is fair he's had a lot of top 10 nba talent true. especially at cal and yeah, didn't do a lot of winning no so, he's got a very good point there and i think that is where the honeymoon period is shortened for a guy like Conzo Martin because, again, you're right, Gaines. If you're going to be bringing the Tillmans of the world, you're going to be bringing in the Porters of the world, you got to get out of your own way or you need to find a way to maximize that talent to put Ws on the board, and that's going to be a lot of pressure. But I think a guy like Martin's obviously going to embrace that, but he's probably also under the understanding that I'm sure he's well aware that he's had strong talent at Cal and wasn't able to do anything. We saw, with we it. saw one last night in the Celtics game. Yeah. Jalen Brown. And you, again, and that to that point, people will begin to ask the question. I think he also realizes this, too. And I oh, think definitely. with him building his staff, I think he's under the impression like, no, that's the cold, hard facts of the situation is that I've been able to bring in strong talent and I don't have the world's most impressive NCAA tournament record to show for it. So with that being said, I think people will critique him on that. But as far as getting your bang for your buck, and what Mizzou paid for, this is what they wanted. This is what this program needed. You need butts and seats right now at Mizzou Arena. And, and they it, signed him to a 15-year contract, so there's stability there. Yes. I mean, it's consistency. I think it's actually seven years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Mizzou would. 230-year contract. It is close to that. But I, like I said, I think the, the Martin hire was huge on two fronts. Again, I think don't estimate the importance of a strong black male leadership on Mizzou's campus right now. And a lot of people may poo-poo the idea, the notion of that particular narrative, but a guy from East St. Louis, a guy that has the, the credentials and the resume that he has that's been where a lot of these kids have been in their lives and how he can relate not only to his basketball players, but I would imagine a lot of students on Mizzou's campus considering the turmoil over the last couple of years, especially when it comes to race relations on Mizzou's campus. You've got a guy like Dr. Phil Ivey also in, in a, an important role at the university. It's, it's important about these hires because these guys can really start to close that gap that exists. And one of the bigger reasons for that 7% drop, you can allude to what took place two years ago with the protests and Mizzou's troubled past in regards to race relations on campus. So I think Martin is so far with not only bringing in top talent is – has gone out of his way to essentially show that Mizzou can be that place for a lot of people. And I think that in itself should be enough to make Mizzou competitive over the next few years. If anything, like I said, folks will show up to Mizzou Arena this upcoming fall. The excitement online, having this conversation right now on, on Sports Talk Radio and everywhere else throughout Missouri, St. Louis, and Kansas City, I think there's enough excitement going into the fall that there are going to be more than 800 people in the stands at Mizzou Arena, and that's a strong start for this program. It is, and I hope it uh, pushes them forward. we got another one. Uh, Mike Lee's Space Bar says, uh, we just need Big Diesel Denman down low waxing those boards now. Please, God, no. I would leave you guys in a heartbeat. Mm, would you? Yeah, I'd be out. I'd go, uh, I'd get, I'd live in the dorms. 33-year-old power forward. I'm going to say, do you think you can survive three. a day of a conditioning program? I couldn't survive 10 minutes of a... <laughs> 
conditioning program. Are you kidding me? Gaines, could you survive if you were given a month to prep a day of conditioning for a Division One basketball program? I need like a year. <laughs> Thank you for being honest. Have you seen those guys condition? Ba- basketball is no. It's just a whole lot of running. That, it is that's all. it. Whole lot of running. <laughs> And a not whole I, lot of now when I score sixteen points in a scrimmage, still no, no matter what shape I am in, yes. Are we still all, okay? What? <laughs> Shut up! No, Peyton, cut his mic. <laughs> hey, we did talk about this though before. Would, did, will you be able to score four points in an NBA game right now? It dep- like it depends. If they don't want me to score, I would not score. If they were playing just a normal game where there's lapses on defense and things like that, yes, I could score four points. But if they said at the beginning of the game, this kid will not score for the team, <laughs> I wouldn't score. There's no way. There's Yeah. I'm scoring. I'm scoring. No, you wouldn't. I'm scoring three points in an NBA game. Not if, if they you, didn't want you to. If they told me, Travis, we're giving you 30 minutes of playing time to score three points in an NBA game, I'm scoring three points in an NBA not game. Not if they didn't Seriously, want you to. Done. Thank you. It's happening. <laughs> I think Chris, Chris, I think you could get a putback. Chris, you're scoring two games. By accident. I think by you could get away with a turnover, and you're at least getting to they, the free throw line. They would chase us down yeah, in but two but seconds. I, think you would, I would think you would be creative enough to create a foul, guys and you're can, going to the free throw line. Those guys can take three steps and be from free throw line oh, to free throw line. Yeah, they will. <laughs> I, like your, I think Chris will get a putback. Chris will get and no. then an and one. You'll get three points. No. You'll get that in an and one. Not if they won't. It has nothing to do with it. I'm six foot three. The average post player is six foot ten. They don't play defense in the NBA. But I don't. I, if they don't want us to, but score, they say they, they don't want it to. There, you think about how much ground they cover. They if they just barely hop up, you have to shoot. <laughs> it's like shooting over a two-story house. It's not happening. I believe right now, in the present shape that I'm in, I can average point three points a game. Right, City in Lemming has a scoring update. Four times with Travis last night. Oh, yeah, that's not nice. A, it's not good even for a, you. That's a good a, night. It's not even a stat. That's not even biologically possible. Uh, every time we talk about college sports, I want to remind people that it is a scam and a sham. And uh, Jacoby Kemp just happens to be transferring out of Mizzou. I'm sure of his own will of volition. I, I think he wants <laughs> to transfer out of Mizzou just uh-huh. when the day that Jeremiah Tillman uh, signs with Mizzou, so he's transferring out. So they keep a scholarship open for Dante Porter. That, how do you think that conversation goes? It's just that we're not You're re- out of here. We're not renewing your scholarship because they're one year deals, and kids have to pack up and go to a different school, and or or stay at the school and pay for it themselves, which they likely probably can't afford. So scam. They don't really care about the student athletes or the kids. Uh, I can't argue that. I'm not, well, I won't go as far as every school care. does it. I'm not talking about Mizzou. They don't care about no. the kids. They, it's it's. I, there's a better player that can come, so you're out. I don't know if it's a matter of care specifically. I think it's a matter of business as usual. I think I think sometimes we do get bogged down in the idea about caring, and I agree with you. There are instances, several instances, where the NCAA and college programs just do not care. I think also there's a business side to it, and when you're going to pay a head coach, whether it's Conzo Martin or Underwood at Illinois, whether it's Brad uh, Stevens with the Celtics or your boy with SLU. Oh, what's his name? I already forgot him. Conzo's already taken up the headlines. What did he do? Who's that guy that's the janitor at SLU? I forgot uh, his name. He might come on here sometime. Oh, so maybe. He's, he's a nice guy. We, he, we've had Travis Ford on the show. He's a really cool guy, so he's really nice. But, no, I think that's when you're paying a guy that much money, he's going to have to make those type of decisions. Uh, as much as Chris watches The Big Short, I have now watched 25 episodes of Billions on Showtime. Brilliant show. And what I am learning is that, hey, man, it's the cost of doing business. It usually, sucks. usually. It's cold. But that's the cost of doing business. Usually in the cost of doing business, people are compensated for decisions. Not or, all the time. Or were compensated before the decisions happen. With a scholarship? Oh, so your, your no, team, no, your team I, no, scholarship no, 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 no. is paying Look, for Don't get mad at the player. Get mad at the system. The system <laughs> is what you should be mad at. Sure. The, and the system is built upon coaches getting exuberant amount of contracts. Yes. Come on over, Gaines. Yes. I've always been oh, on that right. side. You have been on that side. Yes, Chris. Come on over. Yes, feel it. Feel the darkness of the liberal agenda. What's happening here? I don't know. No, I, but you're exactly right. I agree. 
I have not. I have been a proponent. It's not about. It's not a Mizzou thing. This no, no, it's not. Every year Absolutely. at every college. And my, my question then becomes, because I completely agree. I just like reminding people that this is what happens when things like it's really exciting that Jonte Porter and Jeremiah Tillman are probably going to sign with Mizzou. But there's a kid out there who is, he, when he was going through his process, was told that he will be able to spend his four years at Mizzou, receive a scholarship, blah, 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 blah. They went into his homes, talked to his parents, and now that's not the reality. And now he needs a new school in May to go to. Absolutely. I think. That's why I do not begrudge, especially high school recruits, taking whatever steps necessary to make the most out of their decision. I have no problem with it. If the kid wants to freaking reenact a scene from Pulp Fiction to make his decision on the school he decides to go to, if it's ultimately found out that that kid decided to go to a particular institution because uh, mommy and daddy got a brand new crib, I don't begrudge a kid for doing that either. I don't, I, to that point, I don't get upset when a 16 to 17 role in the business in which they're deciding to go into make a business decision. That's why I'm all, I think the one and done thing is pretty silly because these kids are capable of going to make a ton of money right now. And this silly rule says, I ah, need to wait six to eight months. But with that being said, I think it's the system itself is set up not to fail. And I don't think anyone's going to challenge it anytime soon. I think it's wrong, especially when it comes to compensation for these student-athletes. But the way the system is presently set up, I don't see it changing anytime soon. And it's unfortunate because you and I, as much as we love the game, we're going to go see SLU. We're going to go see Mizzou. We're putting more money in the coffers of these guys' pockets. You know, I, I don't know. we're going to put more money in their coffers, excuse me. So I don't I, – I, I agree. And it sucks, uh, but – if you don't like capitalism, you can move to Canada, Gaines. If you don't like it, if you want to take your libertarian views, you and Ron Paul can move to Florida. Kemp oh. tweeted out yesterday, it's been real. Peace sign emoji. Didn't play last year for the Tigers. It does. It's, it's, uh, uh, Gaines is right. It's the flip side of that situation. It's very unfortunate. It really stinks. And I, you know, I hope the kid lands on his feet. I think he will. He's a very good talent. And I believe he'll end up at a nice program. It's uh, certainly, if you look at some of the... More, he should go to Gonzaga. I'm about to say... Uh, <laughs> they take Mizzou cash Jonathan off. Williams uh, certainly enjoyed his transfer to Gonzaga. That was a great move for him. He didn't he mess around and slip into the NBA draft. Yeah, no kid. Isn't that crazy? Speaking of which, of course, last night, Game 7, Wizards, Celtics, St. Louis' own Brad Beal from Chaminade, balling, did all he could, did everything Brad Beal could, to try to get them on to the Eastern Conference Finals, but it wasn't enough as Isaiah Thomas and the Boston Celtics win Game 7, taking the series. Uh, excuse, get... me, excuse me, Kelly Olenek and the Ooh. Boston Celtics. I think one of the funniest comments I've seen about Kelly Olenek, someone said uh, he looked like the human version of Crocs. That's I thought really that was funny. great because he does he look does. like it. You don't want to lose a game to the clinic Olenek. <laughs> I enjoyed that. I, I Look, it's a tough go for John Wall. I'm a big John Wall guy and, of course, big supporter of the hometown kid and a great guy and Brad Beal. Uh, but it just wasn't enough as Kelly Olenek put in 26 points off the bench for the Celtics and the Celtics bench. Ah, I'll score at the Wizards bench 45-5. to 48-5. to 48-5. Yeah. Uh, that ain't going to win you a ton of game sevens especially when the game's going to be closed down the stretch. Uh, credit to the Celtics. Brad Stevens, impressive. But the impressive thing also about the Celtics and what they're being able to do, not only are they still the one seed, by the way, in the East, they have home court advantage going against their series against Cleveland starting on Wednesday. But the Celtics, because of previous trades and dealings with the one Brooklyn Nets, they are guaranteed, Chris, a top four pick in this year's NBA draft. That's right. The NBA draft lottery will be this evening. And no matter what, the Celtics will have a top four pick. So not only will they be playing for the opportunity to head to the NBA Finals this week, but they will have the opportunity to have Lonzo Ball, Jason Tatum. <laughs> like, they have an opportunity to get a franchise maker player, and they're already a series away from making the NBA Finals, and you already have a transcendent talent in an Isaiah Thomas. Oh, boy, Danny Ainge and the Celtics. 
gearing up for a bit of a dynasty, are they not? That's crazy. Uh, Kelly Lanick scored 26 points last night. Mm-hmm. Best, bench, best bench performance since Leandro Barbosa of the Phoenix Suns 2006 against Jeez. the Lakers. Was that whenever Kobe called him kid? So I don't know who that kid is. Yep. Yep. And he was older, and Barbosa was older. Yep. And then was that Barbosa? Uh, Barbosa got suspended, and so did another person, and that was part of the David Stern uh, fixing all the NBA games to yeah. have the Lakers and everything oh, to have him back. Uh, KFB Atlantic looks like Hans Klopek from the movie The Burbs. <laughs> <laughs> nice pull <laughs> from KFB. He did look like a diehard villain last night. Good God, that was impressive. Yeah, this the is the though. this is the most exciting draft lottery in years i'd say you have two of the most successful franchises probably picking in the top three if the lakers somehow do not get a top three lottery pick they have to send it to the philadelphia 76ers yep because of the steve nash trade which is just hilarious it is very hilarious and i think laker fans right now me included are freaking the hell out about getting that top three spot of the lakers if they do not get that top three spot the pressure is really on Magic Johnson to make an offseason move to get one of the young guys to perhaps go after a guy like Paul George, or they're going to definitely make a play at Kyle Lowry in the offseason. But this is a big night for Laker fans, and, and you're right, big night for Celtics fans as well. You're in a position of getting um, maybe the number one draft pick, and you can also still held, head to the NBA Finals. That would be unlikely yeah. because there's a guy. But you got to, like, they have to turn this into a real player. Absolutely, but because they're here now. But so look at what you have then. But look, you have a guy like Markel Fultz. You got to have a guy like Lonzo Ball. You have a guy like Jason Tatum. Like these are they're not, but they're not winning you anything in the next three years. You don't think Tatum has the ability to be an impact player immediately for the Celtics? Look at look there? at look I'm, at and like look at what the Cavs did when they drafted Andrew Wiggins number one overall. True, turned him right into Kevin Love, and now they have a championship, two straight finals appearances, probably three straight finals appearances. If you're the Celtics, you're already in the Eastern Conference Finals. Right. LeBron is getting older, so you need yeah. to make sure you get a guy that like a Jimmy Butler, like a Paul George, something like that. Use the, you think they're going to flip it? Really? They they have the players to flip it, and now uh, probably another player to flip so it. So you, you're, I actually like your thinking there. You're thinking Danny Ainge is going to flip this pick, if not this one next year, because it's the same scenario next year. So you're right. You they can let situation in twenty eight. You can let LeBron get another year older, and then you flip it next year. I mean, either way, they're in good spots. But I don't think this top pick or next year's top pick is winning them a championship in the next four years because that's just not really how the NBA works. True. But I just want you to – I'm not necessarily agree, disagreeing with you there. You have talent like Markel Fultz, Josh Jackson, Jason Tatum, Lonzo Ball, De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk, Harry Giles, though Harry Giles has had, uh, I think, 25 knee surgeries in his last three years of his young – career it's a lot of really impact talent at the top of this draft it's hard for me and again yes it's a lot of ceiling left for jason tatum but man i i just feel like if you put jason tatum right now on this celtics team they have to They're be losing in four or five games to the Cavs. you're saying jason tatum this time next year and it's a very likely scenario we could see the Cavs and celtics again you're saying that they're still probably losing in four or five. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you, I can't necessarily disagree with you there. I want to drop a hot take, but I, you're right. I think the history of the NBA shows that you're you're likely correct. With that being said, you do have another year, an older LeBron James. But a good point that was made on our good friend Dan Lebertard show, he made a very good point. Huh. LeBron doesn't get old. LeBron doesn't get hurt. Like LeBron, like, yeah, he's getting older, but is he really? Like LeBron, like, and then he's had what? He's going to have 10 to 11 days off now since his last game, which is, that's just not fair. The Celtics literally get a power nap, Chris, and they're right, right back to playing tomorrow night. Well, it's because I bet the Celtics win tomorrow night, and I bet they win by double digits. Really? Oh, yeah. There's gonna, like, look at what happened with the Warriors and the Spurs. I don't know about that. I mean, you like, a, a team that doesn't the- play for a week. I don't know, man. I I mean, I bet you when we see the spread come out tomorrow, the Cavs are maybe pick them, maybe minus one. Really? 
I think Kyrie's going to give Isaiah Thomas fits. I think that bench for the Cavaliers are just going to be a little bit too much. And I think LeBron James rested at they'll this win point in of the five, year. But I think they'll lose game one. Interesting. I, that, that, that would be an honest assessment. That wouldn't be bad. But I just the Cavs have had spring break. And a power nap now for the Celtics. They had to get right back at it tomorrow night. Fortunately for yeah, them, they're still in that home. rhythm, though. I mean, <sighs> yeah. You, uh, yeah. All it takes is a slow quarter and a half of shooting, and then you're down 20, and then you can't get back. On the flip side, Chris, you got uh, in the Western Conference Finals, of course, you got your San Antonio Spurs. Right, mine. And then, of course, taking on the Golden State Warriors. Border. I- Screams. <laughs> what did, you, did you see uh, Greg Popovich's uh, press conference? I didn't. I saw that he was uh, claiming some dirty play for Leonard's injuries. Is that what you're, you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. And um, I don't know. How do you feel about that? I didn't see the actual play. Do you think it was dirty? You know what? I wasn't sure at first. Leonard said it did not happen on a dirty play. I, I robot that he's he's like computed he, yeah, to he stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, he is literally like the black Bill Belichick at this rate. He's just gonna he's programmed to just say the most mundane things. I think if. I, I will say, Shaq made a very good point. Shaq said, uh, Zaja Pachulia absolutely knew what he was doing. And if you look at the replay, Zaja Pachulia isn't going for the block anymore. Leonard has the shot off. Clearly, he has the shot. Zaja is nowhere in in vicinity of being able to get a block shot or even offset Leonard's shot. He knew what he was doing, and he knew it was a 50-50 likelihood that he's going to maybe throw off his shot by avoiding my leg or foot. Or he's going to actually land on my leg or foot. And in this case, fortunately for the Warriors, he unfortunately did land on that foot. I do believe the play was done. I think he's just a big, dopey guy that's, that's reckless. It. So I don't. I think he has a pattern of style that just makes himself dopey and big and reckless. So that's whether that's on purpose or not, I don't know. I can't say Also, that. when your name is Jaja Pachulia, I don't trust you. I don't care. Seems kind of racist. Is that racist, Chris? Chris, you make this make the call, Chris. Travis, you're just a, a filthy racist, uh, mm. known to all <laughs> over St. Louis. Agreed. Is that really true? Yeah. So I hear. That's what I read uh, online. Hey, speaking of reading, you should read into Target Practice Live. <laughs> no, real quick, uh, Matthew Ehrenreich. We told you about him being a big part of that for June third. If you want to touch base. With Mr. Aaron Reich, if your focus areas include investors saving for retirement, retirees, college savers, individuals with insurance needs, individuals with estate needs, Matthew Aaron Reich, Edward Jones, drop him a line. Give him a call, 314-965-0374. He's a big part of Target Practice Live, and you should uh, patronize him for doing so for, uh, for all of your needs. Hit him up, Matthew Aaron Reich from Edward Jones. Big day. Hey, did you guys see, and I thought this was pertinent to us, and the story is in our rundown. How would you like to make some money for uh, for hitting your weight goals, Gaines? Yes, like please. You want to do that? You want to say, me- like, if you if you hold true and you drop 30 pounds by uh, by June, as you say you will, that you'll, uh, you'll bonus in about $55,000. No. Trav, is that fair? That is fair. Our friend Eddie Lacey. Or cut wow. out. Cut out the uh, China food. He did. I look that look. I I said I think if you're someone wants to offer you a ton of money to lose weight, duh. Like I, I, I get that losing weight's difficult, but you're a freaking NFL player. You have world class trainers. Then it's not a it's not a weight thing. It's a this is what I have to do for my job. <laughs> exactly. He I did come in. Think about that. Kelvin uh, Benjamin came in at what weight game? 280 was reported. So <laughs> Eddie Lacy, who's a bowling ball of a running back, came in 30 pounds lighter than a wide receiver. <laughs> so Eddie Lacy, 253 pounds, slim and trim, hits a bonus in his extremely, um, I guess, strict contract. Has a lot of weight issues in it, right? Yes, and that's and I guess that would be my fair file today. You know, be contractually obligated to lose weight, fair file. I I, I honestly would say that that's a that's a it, it makes. First of all, he negotiated in his contract if he didn't want to sign. There's all sorts of weird things in contracts. Yeah, so I he he's under the understanding that you know if he really wanted that bonus, that that's probably the best way to go about it. But also, if he wants to be a productive running back in this league. If he wants to extend his career, 
it would probably be wise and behoove him to probably lose that weight. And it does the Seahawks no good if you're going to sit up here and be a porker and you can't even handle 10 to 12 carries a game. So what? Are, so our fair or foul, how would you, how would you react to your, your boss suggesting you have a weight clause in your contract? Fair or foul, weight clauses in your work contract. That is like the day's that. fair or foul. St. Louis Live Radio at gmail.com. Com is how you get look, in touch we with still, us. Look, let's be real. A lot of us would love this in our contracts because we, oh man, it would keep me keep me yeah. up. How you would look if we look if someone said, "Hey man, at the end of the month, y'all lost fifteen pounds." We would be doing this show on a treadmill easily. There's no doubt about it. I, for fifty five k, that's yeah. life. If, if things start getting incentivized, all of a sudden people get real productive. Man, better believe it. I. I, Eddie Lacy, especially, he's been struggling with this weight since he entered the league. Uh, how much weight did he lose last year for the Packers? He lost a ton of weight last year for the Packers. And then did he put it back on? I don't know. I, I didn't think he lost a lot of weight for the I Packers. I thought he ended up coming they in. I thought that was his, a problem. Oh, I thought he, he got hurt last year. Okay. Like, I thought he came into last season for the Packers <laughs> losing a ton All of weight. All right, City Lemming. Hello, unemployment. <laughs> <laughs> not going to go with it. Even for monetary gain, you're not going to straighten up. I do love great food and. The occasional alcoholic beverage. Man, y'all better get out of here. Y'all, man, look. I'll Desserts at family events. You're talking about just portion control, not having... Well, why don't you do it now? Because ain't nobody paying me 55 k at the end of this do piece. It, do it for yourself. Sure, I could. I'm I'm trying, and that's great. I would like to live longer. You know what I also like? I don't want you to live longer than well, you I need just, to. That's a relax. You know what I also like? Going to Bora Bora. He told me, hey, Travis, lose 15 pounds. You'll be a bore bore this summer. Guess what? Travis losing 15 pounds so, by the end of Friday. One more time. Fair or foul today? How do you react to or no, no, just fair say, or foul? Weight pick, clauses in contracts. Weight clauses in employment contracts. <laughs> I think a lot of you would lose a ton of weight. There's no doubt in my mind. Gaines would look like Jake Gyllenhaal in Southpaw. If he had at the end of his contract here with We Are Live and free play media, it's, and it's pretty strict that if Gaines were to lose 25 pounds, he would get 55K. There's no doubt in my mind. We'll give away a Grizzlies prize pack. With that today, we've got a lot of cool stuff to give away from the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. So You don't even have to give me money. You could like give me more food at the end of me accomplishing my well, goal. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> said like congrats to the cheap meal place, the restaurant that is hosting Eddie Lacey's cheap meal tonight. Oh man, <laughs> you gonna turn that up? Oh, that's <laughs> and now that's gonna be troubling if he fluctuates back and forth. That would be annoying. He has but... a bunch of uh, weight goals to hit during the season for money too. So oh, I'm that's sure a he's smart gonna... move. I think Eddie Lacey can be a productive I mean, running back in the NFL. Fifty-five thousand dollars. That's a lot of money, man. I'll take that. Even for an NFL player, that's a lot of money. I mean, he got $55,000. He probably only spent $1,700 on the cheap meal. That's a great Yeah, great that's not a bad profit. turn. No, that works perfectly. I'm down with that. Hey, while we're at it, so now we have our the amazing fair file topic for the day. Uh, I have to ask you guys a quick question. What you doing? <laughs> it's the what you doing presented by... Travis Terrell. <laughs> we don't have a sponsor yet. In due time. Hey, what you doing? Thank you, Hello, Travis. Trav. That's so kind of you. Uh, so I was thinking about the uh, the Trump thing, and according to the Washington Post, he was kind of like showing off American intelligence. Like he was like, it was a braggadocious way of him, you know, just being like, hey, my CIA, they're not bad. So he was basically doing what, you know, maybe some of us would normally do, but he would probably make sure it's not illegal. But in this case, I thought, well, if I was POTUS, you love saying us, POTUS, SCOTUS, FLOTUS. If I was president of the United States and then I invited my friends to the White House, what cool thing would you try to show off? Think about the cool things that come along with being president of the United States. You and your homies, you invited your crew from Slew Games up to the White House. And you're like, yo, dog, I got to check this out. What is that thing you're checking out? <sighs> So it, it, it like exists already. It exists already, or or it may have been rumors. It may have been like the Book of Secrets because I saw that movie with Nicolas Cage. I'm, yeah, like I think I'm checking the desk. Just like I'm really inspecting the desk. So you're showing them the yeah. desk. You're showing them what's probably inside the desk. Yes, because we th- like there's a lot of stuff in that desk, That's right? Probably a lot of stuff in that desk. 
Or maybe we find a map and then we just go on like a six month like excursion. Oh, trying food across the country. <laughs> did yeah. I did I miss that part? That's that's not bad. I like the the secret approach. I am I am absolutely taking the homies to Area fifty one. Me and the home, we got we gotta check that out. Because first of all, yeah, it's pretty yeah, that'd be pretty nice. You go sniff around there, and you're kind of doing the, you're kind of reenacting scenes from Independence Thank Day. You. Thank you're you. You're kind of also just like, uh, this is real. Yes, yes, because because you know there a lot because you always got that one homie in your crew that has the Illuminati conspiracy theory. Chris, mm-hmm. there's I always mean, one. There's always one, Chris. Mm-hmm. And so you at least want to be able to be like, hey man, hey, hey Gaines, you got this one right, dog. You got this one right. Like, because you know there is something. There's that one friend that you absolutely know. Man, I've been telling y'all this for years, dog. They put cocaine in Colt 45. Yeah. And then you just like. And then there's a whole, like, there's a, it shows a lecture series they had on it and all the people that spoke on its behalf. And you, like, literally go to Area 51 and you see the refrigerator of cocaine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it says. Infused Colt 45. Colt 45. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, see, Tyrone, you was right. They do put cocaine in Colt 45. That's what I would do. Chris, what are you doing? What are you showing off for your crew? Uh, I'm going to kind of go the same route. I'm going to go to the weapons closet. Oh, nice. And bust out all the lasers and everything that we don't realize (laughs) is real. And then we're going to go. We'll go take out, I don't know, some some statue of somebody I don't care care for. We're going to hop on Air Force One. We're going to land it in some uh, dictator's backyard. And just destroy a statue in his backyard, and just be like, "What? What?" <laughs> As you're holding the such ray a gun, thing to do. you know what I mean? You just do that. I have a ray yeah, gun. your buddies. You're drinking. Uh, Chris is going to start an international incident. Just you drink vintage, and we drink vintage wine that the founding fathers brought over the whole way there. <laughs> Wait a minute. I think those things came on slave ships. Wait a damn minute. Hold on one second. I don't know about all that. I do. You do the petty thing, like, and this is what I think probably gives people more pause about trump because he's more than happy to be petty when he needs to be but would you do something as petty as like look up an ex and try to ruin her life no no oh do that one do that that would that would mean you still care you want to look up an old teacher a teacher that said you wouldn't make it you wouldn't turn out to be anything okay an old teacher now you're talking okay i'll get petty yeah i'll be i'll get petty for that some of you think back some teachers were awful. Yeah. Really mean. They did not care. Rude people. They did not like I remember you. other teachers coming to my aid a couple times for <laughs> crappy teachers. Nice. You like that? I had a coach walking by. He was a coach and counselor, middle school team. Nice. Had a really just terribly hateful English teacher in eighth grade and uh, yelling at me about something. I don't even know. Whatever it was. Screaming at me. Sees the coach walk by. She thinks she's like, oh, I've got you. She's like, coach. Chris decided he would argue something, argue out loud or whatever. Would you see to it that he uh, that he runs more? And he goes, you know what? Come with me, Denman. Yanks me out of class. We get 10 feet away from the door. He's like grabbing back my neck like I'm in really in trouble. I'm like, what the hell? I love this coach. He's great. Very respectful. Very smart individual. Right. We get 10 feet from the door. He's like, come hang out in my office. I can't stand her. Got to hang out the rest of the class as often. He's like, uh, he's like, yeah. If she asked, you had to run extra. I hate her. Sorry, sorry, she's doing that too. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's I like a little peek behind the curtain. I like, like it. You got to think teachers aren't all going to get along. They're you're just coworkers. So, and then you're dealing with kids. You have some teachers that are just awful. If you're a cool teacher, then are not a cool a good teacher. I should say. Ugh, I can't imagine dealing with that. Kangles texting in. Yeah, if I'm POTUS, I'm for sure having a rager than blowing up a country like Sweden for the for giggles and blame it on Russia afterwards. <laughs> Why Sweden, man? <laughs> man, Maddie Bear, thanks for the invite to the P-Day party. Any chance Travis pops out of the cake? I think I accidentally invited Maddie Bear to a birthday party. <laughs> no, I was, hey, I invited people. Come on out. Come to my birthday. Gaines, Open you, call. Gaines, are you going after, like, the board of directors at, like, Chaminade or CBC? Is that what a slew president just to, would do? Just to no. completely just to send a message, just to bring him down a notch? What are you doing? No, we're men for others. Oh, look at that. That's what I hear. Yeah, I bet it is. Mm-hmm. Are you, like, bringing, like, the musical cats to slew? I'm like, you guys deserve this. I'm protest. You guys finally deserve a real Broadway show. We've been practicing and rehearsing. No, I don't want to give to other people. I want to just take for myself. So... <laughs> 
Maybe there's got to be some like patents you could steal as president, don't you think? Just to make sure, you know, even if you do a really bad job, which I probably would do, that like you know I don't think anybody wants to pay me to speak after I'm POTUS. No, because I'm gonna do it. So I need to I need to steal some patents <laughs> to make sure that move. I'm right. That's a smart move. Making money after like, ah, thing. take that apple. After I get impeached in a year and a half, I need uh, <laughs> I need those patents. Gaines is, Gaines is hawking things on an infomercial after his presidency. <laughs> yes. I use the presidential toothbrush. <laughs> the poor guy in Idaho that was supposed to make him billions and gauge just completely took his patent and ran with it. For sure. That is, that, is very, that, is, that is very white man of you, and I am impressed. Well done. I am, I am probably taking out a state. You know how they like, say when you like, step into a prison, you need to take out the biggest guy in there to show him that you're a badass? Mm-hmm. Like, I think as POTUS, I'm taking out the state of Texas. Just to let everybody know Whoa. that I ain't messing around. Whoa. But like, I'm taking out Texas, but that will show to my enemies like what I'm willing to do. If I do that to Texas, imagine what I'll do to you. So that's what I'm going to do. And then Texas, a they have a great economy. Maybe like Montana or ah, something. But Texas is always in the way of stuff. They got and Dallas they and Houston yeah. and Austin. No, and we, could, we could transport their baddies. I don't, we can send their ladies back I don't, to uh, I don't know. We can, the Mavericks can be the St. Louis Mavericks. We can, you know, we can send the Ooh, Kansas City can get the San Antonio Spurs. Would you bring the Rams back? No. Now, what I would do that I would put Stan Kroenke in Guantanamo Bay. No, I actually can we get the Rams. Back? I will actually draft NFL owners into the army. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'll make an exception, but one of you got to go. Who recently moved a team from the St. Louis area, and that would be my stipulation. Wow. And so it would obviously be Kroenke. So I would draft Stan Kroenke into the army. Uh, AE texting in. I would go to the room where they watch people through their smart TVs. I do want to spy on somebody. Like I, I look. My liberal sensibilities say you shouldn't really spy on folks, but let's be real. I kind of want to tap into somebody's cell phone. Like I want to get inside somebody's cell yeah, phone. That's, that's what the NSA people are doing. These aren't these aren't more. These aren't like moral sentinels, right? These are fifteen dollar an hour people that go through your <laughs> naked pictures. I, I it paid just a little bit more than, than a McDonald's employee. But you're probably right. I just want to spy on someone one time. I think every American deserves an opportunity to at least spy on somebody once. It kind of feels good to spy from time to time. <laughs> it feels good. Ain't get, nothing wrong get with it. spy on. Ain't nothing wrong with taking her fingerprint and putting it over her identification on her cell phone. And, you know, while she's sleeping, just going through a couple photos. <laughs> the worst that could happen i don't know if that's really very uh, something we want to endorse here on st louis live yeah i will endorse the eight o'clock hour because it's done see you eight o'clock hour we're out of here chris denman travis terrell michael Gaines. we'll be back for the final hour of the show here on st louis live 9 20 a.m w gnu and online at weareliveradio.com you can download the first and second hour online through the We Are Live radio feed on iTunes and uh, everywhere finer podcasts are distributed. Quick break. Be right back.